0: What's up, everybody? This is Zach and Amy with Be Light. We hope that you're having an awesome day. Today, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare on the home front.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the home front. <laughs> that probably sounds a little bit cheesy, but um, it is a battle. And we were talking about this the other day. We've been talking about um, what are pertinent words, things we need to talk about for right now. And I really feel like... We both feel like this is important for right now. And, <clears throat> and, um, what we're talking about is, you know, with everything that's been going on in the world, we've been a little bit more confined at home. And I feel like even if, you know, you're having to work away from home or at home, um, you know there are. If you're living with anybody else, <laughs> um, even if you are by yourself, uh, living by yourself, um, this may be a time to really think about um, what is the environment of your home mm-hmm. like. And um, we were talking a little bit more about it the other day, and it was kind of like how to like being observant. And we would call it being discerning of the influences in your home. like
0: Yeah, like what's <coughs> coming into your house, like do you have people coming into your house that you normally don't have there? Do you have more family there because you're trying to consolidate on finances? Are you watching more television? Are you looking at your phone more? Are you listening to more of the news? It's all of these things that you're bringing into your home that you might not normally because you want to stay abreast of the news. You want to know what's going on in the world, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to know what's going on. It's more of the fear that is based around everything. There's a lot of fear that's based on the news right now, and we just have to be very discerning on what we listen to and who we listen to.
1: I feel like this is an opportunity to look at how you deal with it issues with your family, um, or anyone that lives with you, um, even if it's your roommates or your friends that live with you, um, this is really a time to look at the environment of your home. And this isn't just, okay, this is how we deal with an issue with a crisis, but, you know, how are we dealing with it? You know, what is going on? just day to day in the house. And you know, if we're constantly having to find ways to escape and feeling fear. Um, you know, if there's anxiety, if there's, you know, a feeling of um maybe disconnection between the people that you live with, um, is there any animosity? You know, it's those are spiritual issues. And, you know, we really have to—we have to fight spiritual issues spiritually. (laughs) It's not something that, you know, an argument in the natural with words is always going to solve. You know, you can discuss things calmly. You can discuss through issues, you know, comfort people. But there's also praying that has to be done and habits that have to be changed. So this is really—it's not just about— Okay, well I'm going to do this to deal with the issues now. Like this is something that you should be doing on a regular basis because this may <laughs> this may be an issue right now, but there are other things that can come up later and the condition of your home is really going to help in dealing with those issues.
0: Yeah. And this is the perfect time you're you've got a lot more time on your hands to start taking a hold of the spiritual realm that is allowed in your house yeah um you know it might be something like if you live in an apartment or someone's lived in where you've lived before it might be something that has resided there for a while that was allowed by the previous tenant or whatever um it might be from people that built your home it, it i I know it sounds like oh there's all of these things there is spiritual warfare but there's good spirits and bad spirits. And we're going to get into that, but we have to pretty much say this up front. Like regardless of if you believe it or not, it's happening. Like it is real. It is going on all around us. There is a spiritual warfare. There's it's, it's, it's things that will try to control and manipulate you. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to equip everybody is to, Understand that this is real. This isn't, you know, some kind of craziness. This is real.
1: Yeah. Jesus
0: even talks about it. So, like, we've got to be aware, like, if our Lord and Savior is talking about these things, it wasn't just for then. It's for now. Yeah. And that's where we're going to get into today.
1: And, like, and this isn't, like, ghost hunters or something like that. It's not weirdness like that we're not chasing after to be fascinated with it we're recognizing where the goodness of god is not being shown in our lives in our home in our relationships calling those things out and then replacing it with the goodness of god that's what we're talking about but like zach was saying Um, You really have to ask yourself, do I believe that there are like evil spirits that are trying to influence me? And, you know, I think anybody, when you really think about it, can come to that conclusion because it's like, well. You know, if you're like there's so many times when you just have like a random thought of doing something weird, (coughs) doing something weird. Crazy, wrong. And it's just like, that's not me. That's And that is the example of an evil spirit. So if you don't believe that something like that's trying to influence you, this will not work for you. Like, just plain and simple. But it will still come against you, but you just won't be prepared for it. (laughs) So we are being just upfront and honest, but we want to prepare you. We want to help you. And God wants you to be prepared. And he is on your side and he is fighting for you. So we're going to get into this. We're going to give you a lot of scripture because the sword of the spirit is the word. Mm -hmm. And the word is how we defeat the enemy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And all of the scripture that we're going to be reading and talking about, uh, we'll have a link to a document uh, in the description so you'll be able to see it because uh, it's it's a lot of stuff.
1: It's yeah, a lot of- And we don't we don't want to overwhelm you with it. That's why we're kind of we'll touch on a lot of it. We will read a good bit of it, but we're going to give it to you. That way you have all the information mm-hmm. and you can go read it for yourself because there's there's some places where we reference like a whole like chapter of something. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're not going to read that, So, but we're definitely going to encourage you to go read it for yourself. Um, but the best place to start is Ephesians 6, yep. um, just understanding the concept of spiritual warfare. And we will also link um, either in the document or in the description. Um, there's a live stream that we did for one of our church services, and Zach does our Sunday school um, I'm laughing because we're calling it something different now. (laughs) Our pastor came. He he got that the other day and um, it was pretty cool. But um, in the teaching that Zach does, he did a really, really great breakdown of um, this is Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. And it goes to about verse 18. Talking about the weapons of our warfare, but uh, in verse—well, I'll start in verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, not against people, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against the evil spirits in heavenly places. Things around us that are trying to influence us. So that's what we're talking about. It's in the Word, and we're going to be talking about how to put on that armor and some more descriptive specifics yeah. within Scripture about the armor of God. And right. <laughs> that teaching that we were talking about, it's about 30 or 45 minutes, yeah. but it's a really great um kind of crash course in that. So I really encourage you to go watch that if that's something that's unfamiliar to you. But even if it is familiar to you, I really encourage you to watch it because um, I thought it was really, really, really really good. So (laughs) really, 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 really good. Um, And one thing we were talking about was, okay, well, things are coming against me. Do I actually... Like when you're actually in the moment, it's kinda like the enemy tries to get you to feel like you are weak, that you yeah. don't have any um, we call it authority over this. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Yeah. That's a lie.
0: And I think a lot of it comes from it's like, Oh, there's a evil spirit, there's a demon, whatever like whatever it is, it's like you've been told for a long time that these are powerful spiritual beings, you know?
1: Well, a lot of times people are told that that's not real. That's make believe that's Hollywood. That's, you know,
0: or you've seen it in movies where like these demons are attacking people or whatever. And it's like, that's coming after me. And like the devil will use that because the truth is you do have dominion over that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start in Genesis chapter one, verse 28, uh, it's always good to start at the beginning with this kind of stuff.
1: Well, it's like from the very beginning you were given authority over mm-hmm. those over these things.
0: Yeah. And it says in the in that verse, then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Talk about ruling right there. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry around along the ground. And when I was reading that, it was like Where to rule. We have dominion over the earth. That's Mm -hmm. the New Living Translation. But you can read the King James, and it talks about dominion over the earth. That means every creeping, crawling thing, everything that inhabits this world is under our dominion. And some people are like, well, that was Adam and Eve. God didn't take back his word. His word, when he said it, he meant it. We have (laughs) dominion. And when Jesus shed his blood and was resurrected— He brought us back into that fulfillment of that word because God's word does not return to him void. Yeah. He's he's 100% all the time.
1: Yeah. And when Jesus came, um, this is Luke 10, 19. Uh, He says, Now you understand that I have imparted to you all of my authority to trample over his, the devil's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in his authority. And uh, some of that language is just like the language of Psalms 91, and we're going to reference that a little bit later. Um, But that definitely is a great scripture as well. But this is Jesus saying, I have given you you the authority that's not just for the we are we are the disciples that's not just the the 12 disciples we are disciples of jesus as well
0: yeah and when you say i'm giving you my authority jesus's authority is the same as god's like we're on that same level and people aren't taking that authority so we have to take that authority now when you get authority that comes with responsibility
1: yeah that means
0: you're having to do it not Jesus has given it to you. He's given you that ability to do it. But if you don't exercise it, it's not going to work. Yeah. You might have the authority, but authority works in in an action role. You have to take action for that authority to be exercised. Yeah. So we have to take that authority when we come up against spiritual things. Yeah. We have complete power over Satan's kingdom. And we walk in the authority of God. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just we're we're in that same vein,
1: yeah and you know it's it's recognizing you have that authority and then applying that to your life. and and we specifically were wanting to talk about at home because the kingdom of God looks like family. It looks like people who are connected, who are loving. Yeah. and it's meant to be on a global scale, but it has to start in the actual individual homes. It has to start with individuals and then loving, you know, in between just family, between friends, that home environment. And um, we kind of were breaking this down uh, with, you know, okay, what have you allowed to fill your home? Do you actually believe that there are things that can negatively influence you? Um okay we do have this armor of god we have authority and it's all in jesus name it's not by our strength um it's not the word says not by might not by power but by the spirit of the lord the holy spirit jesus spirit (laughs) excuse me um so it's kind of like okay well what do we do now in applying it and um I like that we did a verse that was kind of, it's like right in the next chapter. um, This is Luke 11, uh, 24 through 26. When a demon is cast out of a person, it goes to wander in the waterless realm, searching for rest. But finding no place to rest, it says, I will go back to the body of the one I left. When it returns, it finds the person like a house that has been swept clean and made tidy, but it's empty. Then it goes and enlists seven demons more evil than itself, and they will all enter and possess the person, living, leaving that one with a much worse fate than before. Mm-hmm. That might seem might seem like a strange verse, but what we're what it's talking about is we're talking about removing the things that don't need to be there but we need to replace it with something good. Because if you just remove something like this verse was saying, it is empty yep. and it leaves room for even more evil to come back. Like mm-hmm. you can't just <coughs> trying to think of an example.
0: I I got one. So let's say you've been watching stuff that doesn't necessarily agree with your spirit and God, and you decide, okay, I'm not going to watch that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you have to replace that time with something of value mm-hmm. and if you don't then you're going to not only start watching what you were watching but you're pro- you're going to start slipping and watching stuff that is worse and worse and worse
1: well it's like you might not be watching that show but you might go on the internet and be reading or looking at stuff that you and it's like yeah. you know that can be on an even larger mm-hmm. scale you know it's like well, I'm not doing it this way, but that time's not being filled by something positive. So you end up gravitating towards something just as negative or like it's saying like seven times more.
0: Yeah. So when you remove something from your your life that has negatively impacted you, it's time to turn that, that time that you've been using over to God. Yeah. And, you know, asking him, you know, to fill that time, you know, reading the word, praying, encouraging people. There's so many different ways to fill that time with something positive, but it's your decision to do it because we are the strong man in this.
1: Yeah. So it's about not accepting evil in your home. And it's like, Oh, well, I'm, have I been like doing all these things wrong? And dah, 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 dah. And like, you know, this isn't about, like, condemning people. This is about just realizing that maybe we need to change some habits and behaviors. And um, and maybe there are things that you've been doing wrong. And that's between you and God. Like, yeah. what you, like, intentionally know you've been doing is wrong. And then there may be things where, as you grow in this, you realize, oh, well, maybe this isn't good as well. <laughs> and it could even be as simple as... um maybe limiting, like, phone time. You know, that's not necessarily... Like, having your phone is not necessarily a bad thing. But if everybody's on their phone and it kind of isolates people... And you can feel that, especially when everybody's at home. Yeah. And it's like, well, nobody's talking to each other. You know, you can definitely feel that. So it's kind of like... And it can maybe just start with you limiting your time on the phone and then going and trying to interact with other people and be like, hey, I kind of feel this way about this i really want to be able to connect with you mm-hmm. you know something as simple as that
0: yeah and <laughs> that that goes to the next step is confronting um yeah. some of the thoughts that you might be having like when you cut something out and you might have that thought again it might be oh well i'm thinking about this thing that's the time to confront that thought and bind it up and we're going to go to Second Corinthians 10 and 5. Um, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. So when you're having thoughts of, oh, well, I should go look at this website or I should be thinking like this or that or the other that isn't lining up with God's truth, then we're having issues of. This isn't lining up with the truth that Jesus is. So we have to take that thought captive, like a prisoner of war. And when someone's a prisoner of war, they don't have any rights. They don't have, like, they're not getting anything. They're not, you know, they don't have any demands that can be met. So anytime when the devil tries to bring shame or guilt about past things, you might not be doing something now. You've made that conscious effort to not do something and you're you're continually moving towards god but the devil will bring back those thoughts well you remember when you did this you remember when you used to do that well think about this think about this that's the time when you go to the word right here we destroy every proud obstacle
1: yeah i don't live under shame yeah that's not who i am anymore
0: there's no condemnation through christ jesus yeah that's what we're talking about here and that's where you've got to take those thoughts captive. Like, I'm i am not that person anymore. The yeah. blood of Jesus separates you.
1: And when those things try to come like shame um, or temptation again, um, that's when you can use Matthew 16, 19. And this is Jesus saying, I will give you the keys, the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on Earth that which is forbidden in heaven, and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. A lot of people say like binding things, um some people have different feelings about that, but <coughs> um, it's rejecting the an evil spirit's influence, negative influence, um, and saying, no. And a lot of times we will say, no, like I bind that up in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, I do walk righteously. We, I am the righteousness of God. And, you know, like we were saying, when we remove something, yes. we remove that influence, we have to speak something good in its place. So. Um, these were just some verses about not accepting those things, rejecting those things, but immediately you need to replace it with good. And I've heard that it's good to replace like with one negative thing, replace it with like at least two or three things that God, that is positive. That is the truth of what God says. Not
0: just like, Oh, you're a good person. It's like, you need to report the it. word the word. The word is the only thing that's going to break this thing completely off. And going to reveal to you who you actually are. Yeah. That you're not a sinner, that you're not this lowly worm. You are saved by grace. Mm-hmm. All of that is off of you. And when you bind things up, God's not gonna let demons run around in heaven. It's hmm. it's releasing the reality of heaven into your situation. So when you bind something up you're in correlation with God's reality. Yeah. With heaven's reality. And when you lose things, that's good, all the good things are in heaven. Yeah. So when you lose things that are already in heaven, you're just bringing that reality into full play.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what we are called to do. Like Jesus taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And your home is your sphere of influence. That is a place where you have influence here on the earth, and it's an amazing place to start. You know, you have to receive it for yourself, but it's also, especially if you're someone in authority, like a parent um, or a guardian, like this is how you influence people, but like influence people in your home in the right way and allowing them to see that, there are, there is a better way to live, that we can be connected, that we can have love, that we can get through difficult things. Um, and there are different ways to navigate that. Like if you're in the middle of an argument, um, <laughs> there's, um, sometimes it's taking a step back um, and praying. Sometimes it's saying like, no, this is not who we are. This is not how we operate. And that's something that you have to gauge in this situation. Mm-hmm. But um in going forward and speaking truth, this is one that was a huge thing for us, a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Second Timothy one, uh verse seven. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control that is good i hadn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm sure that's in the passion zach was like oh this one's really good in the passion i was like okay um it is really good um that's one when i was having a lot of anxiety that's something that zach would pray over me and it's something that i still pray over myself anytime i feel fear trying to creep up it's like no i do not have a spirit of fear i have love power and a sound mind i mean just like that short and simple and You know, depending on the situation, that may be something that you need to meditate on. It's like, okay, what does it mean for me to have this power, this love? Um, Some versions say sound mind. Some say self-control, like this one. Um, Usually sound mind is what comes to mind. This is what I learned. But um, it means I have control over my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I have self-control. And I don't accept thoughts that are not my own. Because not all of your thoughts are your own. Yeah. It's whispers of the enemy. And if you agree with those thoughts, if you entertain those thoughts, then they do become yours. And it becomes this negative influence yeah. in your mind.
0: Because you're not you're not taking those thoughts captive. You're not taking those rebellious thoughts captive.
1: Yeah, just like we're talking about. And
0: that's when when you have to take action.
1: You mm-hmm. can't just
0: sit there. God's not going to do it. For you, yeah, he's already paid the price, but he's not going to do it for you. It talks about we have to renew our mind daily, and that that might be several times a day because the enemy is going to try to find a soft spot in your armor, a a you know a weak spot in you. See where your your underbelly is essentially. See Mm -hmm. where you're weak at, and he's going to poke it.
1: But the next one,
0: (laughs) yes, the next one, and this is in Isaiah fifty four and seven. But in the coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed, or no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by my servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. And when you think about that, it's like no weapon, nothing that has been made to try to take me down, no temptation, no... um, drama no lies uh no court dates no anything like none of that can come against you Mm. because god has you're a servant of god and there will be vindication that means there is going to be a payday (laughs) if you will where the enemy is going to have to pay it back
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and not just in full but seven times what he's tried to steal
1: that's what the word says that's
0: what it says in proverbs that a thief has to pay seven times what he stole from his own house. Yeah. And when we think about that, it's it goes to sickness. And we're fixing to get into Psalms uh, 91 here in just a second. Sickness coming to your house. Uh, financial ruin. All of these things, all of these things that the devil would try to come against you where you are either going to bring glory to the kingdom or where you're going to help other people escape from his attacks Mm -hmm. because you might be an encourager. You might be a really good encourager, but you've been depressed. You've been, you've been having anxiety and all of this. The devil's trying to come against you in your strongest point and where you're strong or there's a breakthrough fixing to happen for you. That's going to change everything.
1: Mm -hmm. And I just had a thought come to mind, you know, Maybe you live with people who aren't believers, Mm -hmm. but you starting to read this and speak this around them, telling them that God is actually for them and that there can be protection for them, but it's something that they have to come under. It's something that, you know, it's like... um. Like, I don't get the protection of my home, the shelter of my home from the weather unless I'm actually inside. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's how it works with God. It's just like it's just like any person. I don't get the protection of that relationship, the covering of that relationship and that love unless I'm actually in relationship. You know, yeah. that's how it works. And that's really what Psalms 91 He's given
0: us the keys to the kingdom
1: yeah we just read that we just read that yeah
0: it's like you've got the keys to come in yeah all you got to do is take them out your pocket yeah and use
1: them (laughs) yeah and you know just reading this you can find stuff on youtube i'm going to share something later that has some of it um filling your home with the word instead of just mindlessly watching tv like go you know have like watch a message or something and invite the people in your home to watch it if they don't want to watch it be like well i'm watching it and just turn it
0: up. (laughs) put bibles on your coffee table put put the word literally everywhere because you are changing the atmosphere in your house people might think that you're crazy and you're all about this jesus stuff Because I'm talking from experience. Because me and Amy went through both of this. She was the one that was pumping Jesus in the house. And I was just like, I don't want anything to do with this because you turned it into my mom. But it changed me because it changed the culture in our home.
1: But you have to do it with love. Yes. You know, we're not talking about beating people.
0: It goes back. It's
1: over the head. You know, it's
0: no condemnation. (laughs) Yeah. No condemnation. You can't be like you sinners, you bunch of heathens. No, it, you love them. You love them, and that's what you want to show. Yeah, them.
1: and I think Psalms ninety-one is really an amazing like invitation into that love and protection and relationship with God. We're not going to read the whole thing, but um, that open up that op- the opening kind of verses um, are really like it it catches your attention it's one that people have been praying a lot especially in the past like month with everything going on those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety he is my god and i trust him and then it goes into how you are protected from every every deadly disease and everything that will come against you because you're under the covering of his wings like this great Just great wingspan that covers you. And that's why it's under the shadow, the shadow of his wings.
0: In the shelter of the most high.
1: Yeah. Means you got the keys again. Yeah. The most high, the heavenly kingdom, the king of the heavenly kingdom.
0: This is David talking about before Jesus was on the scene. Yeah. He was there, but you know what I'm talking about. That's awesome (laughs) that this is a prerequisite of what Jesus talks about, giving the keys to the kingdom.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. Yeah. That's good. I don't preach, y'all. I don't <laughs> preach. <laughs> but as, as we're we're seeing, like all of this is interconnecting with itself. Like mm-hmm. God knows what needs to happen. He's He's put points in all of the scripture that ties back into that we have authority. That we just come to Him. We come to our Father. And we are protected. We are using the dynamic weaponry that he has provided us. Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, this is kind of maybe to reiterate, um, we were just talking about, we really feel like um, we have to reiterate that God does love us that much and that he does want to cover us. Um, One of my favorite things in Jeremiah... um, It's God, he actually, it it says he shared his thoughts with me, God sharing his thoughts with Jeremiah, and he said, um, I long for the day when you call me father, and I long for the day um, when I get to call you my children. I long for when I get to be that close to you, when I get to protect you. (laughs) And to say that means that that hasn't been allowed um in trying to find it in other places and there's no protection like the protection of God because there's no greater power there's no power that will defeat the enemy except for the power of God <coughs> we can try in our own efforts but that's not going to work but when we believe God when we give ourselves to him He gives himself to us. It's this exchange. And we are this new creation in Christ. Do you want to read verse four?
0: Yeah, this is Romans 6, verse four. Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we are co buried and entombed with him. Talking about Jesus. So that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. Man, that passion version is lit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I think about ain't no grave going to hold my body down. It's like, if you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Mm -hmm. We get the choice to live in that new life. We get the choice to be that new creation. We have a new mind. That means we're in a totally different bloodline. Everybody, Mm. When we're that new creation, we're a totally different bloodline. We are, not just humans. Oh, I'm just human. Well, then you're demonic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not just human. I'm part. Of, I'm part. Of, I'm part of the kingdom.
1: Well, it's like usually when people say, "I'm just human," we've talked about this before, yeah. but in case you haven't heard, to, to say, "Well, I'm just human," is is always used in excuse for poor behavior. Yeah, and. If you are just human, just operating in a human nature, well, human nature has been influenced by evil, yeah. by sin. Mm-hmm. So if you're operating in that, you're not operating in who Christ has made you to be. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And um, we're skipping down to verse 10 and 11. For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. Is taken care of, but he now lives continuously for the father's pleasure. So let it be the same way with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead, unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one. Mm -hmm. It's just like we were saying, it is a daily thing. You are dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who you were is totally dead. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot. Um, I heard this the other day. I think there's a lot of teaching out there where it's like, you're fighting against your old man that maybe secretly lives inside of you. And there's no, it is evil spirits trying to come and influence you by whispering into your thoughts <clears throat> Because as a man thinks, so he is. If you entertain those thoughts, even if it's—there's some place, it's like, well, maybe these things are, like, deep inside me, and I'm just— Like, no, someone convinced you of that in your thinking, and then you start acting on those thoughts. Like, you, as a new creation, are not evil. All those things have been done away with, so don't give into any thoughts saying that you aren't. It's a lie. Yeah. Shut up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because we're, we're going to skip to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And again, all of this, all of these scriptures, I know it's a ton. Like yeah. Last week we hardly read anything. But
1: it's so important because it's like I'm filling my home with this. Yes. And, and decidedly making a change. And we're giving you a lot of tools to help make that change, to fill you up with this word and to let it yeah. come out.
0: That dynamic weapon. Yep. So this is Second Corinthians 5 and 17. The link will be down in the description for all of these verses. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So just like Amy was talking about, like once you've put it under the blood, that's the line right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you know, I've seen that yosemite sam and bugs bunny cartoon where it's like bet you won't cross this line yosemite (laughs) sam would cross the line like he does all the way to the edge of the cliff and then yosemite sam falls off yeah like there ain't nothing that can come past that line Mm -hmm. like when jesus drew that line with his blood Mm -hmm. on the cross that was the point when we accept him as our lord and savior we are essentially nailed all of the the baggage that we've held onto ourselves, all the sin, all of the things, all of that is nailed to that cross and then we are resurrected with him. We are new creations. That's just simple fact, right? Then and there, you are not that person. I am not that person. I will never be that person again. That was before when I rededicated my life. That's it. And we have to daily work to prove ourselves acceptable yeah and, and that's because we can fall back into things we can allow ourselves to think on things but if we're taking things captive we're not going to be doing that we're not going to be going back to the old man
1: yeah
0: because jesus paid so much for you and for me yeah and i ain't gonna make his I, i'm not gonna want change
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think we're close to like going on 45 minutes so i think wrapping it up with just saying it's time to make the commitment of committing your home to the lord and um you know it's it's committing to serve the lord with your life with your home with your family serving the people that are there you know it maybe it it has to start with you maybe you can get the rest of your family to agree with this you're Um, your spouse, your roommates, um, your children, you know, it's like, you know, and thank God for people who will agree with you in this. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, it starts with you. And I know from experience, you can do it. You can love people and encourage them to see the light of the Lord. That's why we're doing this now. (laughs) I know that it can happen. Um, and even people who don't live in my home, I've been able to affect people in my family as well and encourage them. I was just telling somebody today, I was like, God's going to get the glory out of this situation. You're punching the devil in the teeth. <laughs> I literally said that to somebody today. Um, but someone that I love, that I'm close to. Yeah. and um, But committing your home... To the Lord. This is Joshua 24 14 and 5. So fear the Lord, respect him, serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols of your ancestors, um, the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Maybe there's things, this is tradition, this is how it's been done in the family, this is how I've lived, but it, if it hasn't worked, get rid of it. Yeah, it's not about, well, I'm not being sentimental because I'm not keeping these things. If it is not of God, you don't keep it. Yep. Just putting that out there. <laughs> serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors? Uh, I keep messing. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates, these idols, demons really or will you or will it be the gods of the Amorites whose land you live in now but as for me and my family we will serve the lord you see that a lot like in on signs I, there's actually one in our church um that just has that last part but um
0: for me and my house we will serve the lord uh you know so we <coughs> We declare that over ourselves. We declare that over our family that yeah. we are empowered because we have a connection with the King of Kings and the Lord
1: of Lords. Yeah. This is the time for repentance. The time for change. Repentance doesn't mean, Oh, what well, was me? I'm a sinner. There may be things you need forgiveness for, but repentance means changing your ways, changing your mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the time to really commit in an, every single way, how you live in your home with your family. (coughs) And like we were saying, not everything may necessarily be wrong, but it may not be benefiting your family and your connection to the Lord and the environment that's in your home. So we encourage you to make that commitment in serving the Lord. And we'll have some other references. Um, We'll reference all the ones that we read. We have some other ones as well. And we may continue with another video and discussing this and how we've experienced it for ourselves as well. But um, we just wanted to equip you with this, challenge you with this, and encourage you that you are able to do this because God loves you. And by his grace, he has empowered you to be the good influence in your home so start the conversation with him, with your family, and let's see home environments where God is getting the glory, where people actually are loving each other, building each other up, and not just, like, cohabitating, co-habitating in, but really isolated in fear. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: So Lord, we just thank you for this time that we've gotten to come together, that we've gotten to read and really dive into your word, Lord. God, let there be a change in hearts today, Lord. Let there be an understanding of your word like no other, Lord. It says where if we ask for wisdom, you freely give it to us, Lord. So we ask for wisdom and understanding for this word, Lord. God, just bless the people that have listened to this, Lord. Bless them that they will understand and that their lives will never be the same, Lord, because... They are getting under the washing of the word, Lord, that their minds are being transformed and renewed by it, Lord. And God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for everyone that's watched, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So there you have it, everybody. We'll probably be coming back with another episode, kind of going in with practical things that we've done and some more scripture and everything. But uh, the link for this and all the other stuff that we've talked about is down in the description share this with somebody if you mm-hmm. know people that are, are ready to, to stop getting kicked around and they're ready to fight let's get that armor on let's mm-hmm. go get it <laughs> let's get that bread <laughs> <laughs> so thank y'all so much this has been zach and amy y'all have a blessed week
1: bye